0: Hook we'll 'em up with E and Rod B. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn.
1: I woke up to the morning sky first.
0: Oh, yes, sir, light. and yes, ma'am. You had better wake up, get them up, get them going. It is Friday on Hook 'em Up with E and Rod B, our five hour morning sports conversation, Austin's only morning sports conversation only one you need as well as we crank it up we got five hours to get ready for texas byu the college football weekend which kicked off last night week eight the nfl kicked off last night high school football last night as well major league baseball safe to say all eyes on arlington texas world series game one tonight It'll be a great weekend up in arlington at the world series cowboys are playing on sunday not a bad place to be up there between Fort Worth and Dallas. Good place to be is right here as well. Austin, Texas. Longhorns will host BYU tomorrow afternoon 2 2.30. We'll preview. A lot to do. Uh, and it is a Friday. Might be another rainy Friday or rainy day this Friday. But, Rod, that makes it a what? Freak
2: flag. Feel good. Fake it till you make it. Ric Flair. Woo! Football Friday edition. Uh, hook them up with E and Rod B.
0: Indeed, indeed. It does. And uh, people waiting for your woo to I get know. their mornings going.
2: I have, to get, I have to make sure it's a little, little, little toned tone down. I don't want to get too crazy right here because we're at the home home studios.
0: Right? Uh, be home careful studios. out there again this morning. It looks like there are rain showers in certain areas. Not like yesterday. Yesterday was just a downpour all over central Texas with flooding and Flash flood watches and whatnot. Tornado came cruising through out by the airport and towards that, that direction, Bastrop. But uh, then, then yesterday was not the day, Rod, to leave the show at 11. I had to drive all over the place for meetings and things. But uh, <laughs> there was your boy out there. Yeah. Uh, went out and saw Dr. Eckert. Had a meeting over at I Had to go. But it's all over the place. What's yeah. uh, the backspin. And then all the way back to backspin. That's exactly right Uh, where we had a great time last night. By that time, it had cleared out, uh, you know, five in the afternoon. But uh, um, much better today, I think. But Don Miller will be along with your traffics to get you up and in. If you're just hanging out with us and working from home, appreciate you doing that. We make it as easy to find us as you can for our five-hour conversation every morning. Uh, You can find us on uh, digitally, of course, with the Horn app. Just download that to your smartphone. Listen with a touch of a button wherever you are in the world. Uh, Keep up with the Longhorns and all that we're talking about. Also on our website at hornfm.com, 1019 AM 1260. And, yes, hopefully by Monday we're back with the the cameras, right, on camera on Twitch and on our YouTube channel. Uh, We're going to work on that over the weekend because we are still broadcasting live from the home studio as uh, the construction and the remodeling continues at our normal studios. Ty Henderson is back there, so Ty will chime in throughout the course of the morning Mm -hmm. running the operation, but you and I are in the comforts of the – the the Onion Creek Studios mm-hmm. the Onion Creek Studios right. right yeah uh, uh, we got our guard dog here <laughs> got uh, access to coffee, good view of, of uh, Onion Creek Club and the golf course, so uh, we're good to go.
2: No doubt, man. I appreciate the hospitality. There's no doubt about it. And uh, before we get started, as we do every morning, and we are happy and proud to do it, we want to celebrate and salute those who serve our society built on the selflessness of service. So all those who serve in any capacity, God, country, and community, uh, we want to give a shout out to you. We know you're up early. It's an honor, but also a burden to do so, so the teachers, the nurses, the the, te- the, the first responders, the all Officers of the law, all of you who serve, we appreciate you and want to make sure we give our shout out to you every
0: morning. Do that. no question and uh it is from the heart sincere we appreciate it it's a genuine yep. thing to those who who you know, could do a lot of different things but they choose to serve man. and uh, make it happen for others yep. and help others uh that's what it's all about so we appreciate that uh five hours begins right now we got a lot out there it's a busy weekend it's one of those uh, what do you call them, sportsgasm weekends? it's a sportsgasm you it's better uh, the world's head Series. on a swivel there's yeah, a lot man. happening it's going to come at you fast it's a beautiful thing and uh we're looking forward to it if you're a sports fan this is what it's all about you Let's really go- can't go wrong no you gotta you, you no. take it you can choose and pick you Go great stuff Let's get it going with the headlines, though. The uh, top stories presented by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Get you caught up. Start with Texas football in the headlines. Yeah, no surprise, but confirmation yesterday from Texas head coach Steve Sarkeesian that redshirt freshman quarterback Malik Murphy will be his starter when the seventh-ranked Longhorns play BYU tomorrow afternoon. Of course, Quinn Ewers considered week-to-week with that right shoulder injury. Uh, Tomorrow will be Murphy's first career start. Arch Manning will serve as his backup. Here's Coach Sark.
3: I would say today was Malik's best practice since he's been here, and uh, that's a good good thing for us, that as the week's gone on, his game has elevated, his understanding of the game plan has elevated, his comfort level of managing all the things we do at the line of scrimmage has elevated, and I think his confidence has elevated because of it, and, and he had a really good practice today.
0: Coach Stark also provided an injury update yesterday with his weekly Thursday Zoom chat, and he believes Ryan Watts, the cornerback, and Gavin Holmes, and defensive lineman Jed Bush and Alfred Collins will be available tomorrow. Safety Jalen Catalan. Defensive end Ethan Burke likely out for tomorrow's game along with Quinn Ewers. That game kicks at 2.30 from DKR. NFL Josh Allen led the Buffalo Bills to a 24-18 win over Tampa Bay last night on Thursday night football to open up Week 8. Allen threw for 324 yards and two touchdowns, also ran for 41 more and a score. Bills improved to 5-3. Baker Mayfield and the Bucks, fall to 3-4. and four. Full slate of Week 8 action coming up Sunday, including the Cowboys and Texans. Both coming off their bye weeks. Dallas hosts the LA Rams noon. Sunday at Arlington, 3-3 and Texans are at 0-6 Carolina Sunday at noon as well. Thursday night, high school football last night. Big win for the Westwood Warriors. They held up Maynard last night, 28-21, inching closer to a playoff berth. McCallum did clinch their 8th consecutive playoff berth. They beat Travis, 35-24 in District 12. Play Crockett blew out northeast. Pflugerville knocked off Rouse, 29-22 at the field. Uh, In the NBA, quite a debut in Milwaukee for Dame Lillard. Lillard was absolutely balling out last night in his first game as a buck. He poured in a record, recorded 39 points 118 to uh, 117 win over uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. How about 9 for 20 from the field, 17 from 17 from the foul line. Also last night, despite 39 points and 11 boards from Kevin Durant, LeBron James and the Lakers pulled out a win over Phoenix. Phoenix was playing without Devin Booker and Bradley Beal. Major League Baseball at a press conference yesterday morning. Dusty Baker confirmed that he's retiring after four seasons with the Astros. They were one win shy of reaching the World Series for a third straight year under his leadership. Houston joins four other teams with managerial openings, Cleveland, San Diego, and the LA Angels and the New York Mets. San Francisco is already filled there as they hired Bob Melvin away from the Padres. Astros owner Jim Crane said yesterday that he and GM Dana Brown plan to work fast to get a replacement in place. Game one of the World Series is tonight in Arlington. A pair of all-star right-handers getting the ball for the Diamondbacks and Rangers. Rangers go with Nathan Avaldi. Zach Gallen for the D-backs. Avaldi will be seeking his fifth win in this postseason alone. Volleyball, impressive comeback win for fifth-ranked Texas last night at Gregory Jim. They rallied from an 0-2 hole to beat top uh, 20th-ranked Baylor in five sets. Bears and Orange will square up again tonight at the Greg.
1: Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Runners and Lawn Equipment. Halloween here is scarier than an OU cheerleader without makeup. But nothing scarier than missing out on employee pricing on all our zero-turn mowers this month at Top Gun. Topgun.net. we will shoot you straight.
2: Yeah, We're going to hear from Sark and uh, from his media availability yesterday when we go behind the burnt orange curtain. But it's an interesting place to be, uh, judging the mood of the Texas fans it uh, just shows you they got a lot of trust, first of all, in, in this team and in Sark. But to have your starting quarterback go down uh, and to be going up against a team like BYU, which, I mean, BYU right now is a, has a good record. I mean, it shows that right now, at least if you are what your record says you are, <laughs> which maybe Lohan fans don't believe that BYU is. Um, you know, and obviously there's a lot of um, sentimental ties with Sark, you know, having played there, that kind of stuff. Uh, but Longhorn fans are not pessimistic, and they're not really anxious considering there's a backup quarterback playing in this game. Usually, because we've had a lot of experience with this, because lo- the Longhorns have had to put in a backup quarterback, whether because of productivity or because of injury or whatever reasons, uh, of the last, what, 20-something years, since 1998, I believe only six years, Texas had a quarterback start and finish every game. So it's the exception and not the rule when it happens. Um, Usually, Longwood fans are anxious, freaking out a little bit, pessimistic about what's on the horizon. Not with this particular situation. With Malik taking the helm, Longwood fans are excited, and you can tell they're um, really – I think there's a lot of anticipation about what they're going to see from a leak, and there's not pessimism. People are excited and optimistic because they believe there's going to be a positive result out there. It's been a while since we've had, we've had that. Even the Sims-Applewhite era, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that was one of the last times where when the backup was in, people were hyped and optimistic. But usually when the backup goes in, there's a lot of dread there's no dread right now.
0: Well, I mean, Very Sims Applewhite right? was like who no was with Sims Applewhite like, because you already knew what Major was because you you'd seen him in Sims with all the hype, so you just you knew you had a good quarterback regardless. And maybe this is similar to that. The, the Ellinger Bouchelle, well, I mean, you, you kind of knew Shane was a good player too. That's
2: true. It's a good one. You, uh, knew a good you knew he was a good player. He was a good
0: player. Yeah. Uh, but this case, yeah, I mean, but I've heard you say We're it all week Trying to lose a record
2: when Shane started all those games—that's the thing that. Yeah, Shane I think here.
0: people knew they weren't. It wasn't. A, it wasn't all his fault. No. Uh, yeah. Of so course. It was like, no, 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 no. I look, all you that. want is yeah. your quarterback, especially in this case, to give yourself a chance to win. If, if if Malik doesn't turn the football over, I think Texas has a real good chance to win tomorrow. Uh, but I think there's there's anticipation. It's eager after what we saw in the spring game, and a lot of people thought Malik would be gone after that. Uh, he didn't. He he stuck, and uh, here he is with his opportunity. And you've talked about how he. Is appreciated by his teammates. I think the uh, the team knows that he's a good player. They like him. Uh, they're ready to go to play for him. He's got some mag- magnetism to him, and he's a you know big strong guy. I said this earlier. BYU's gonna look across that that line of scrimmage and go, man, that's a biggest damn team. Mm-hmm. Look at his offensive linemen, biggest in the Big Twelve, one of the biggest in the country. Look at that big old quarterback. Who is that dude? Yeah. You're right about he's that. bigger than anybody on our defense. Yeah, he you know, better. he's going to be bigger than everybody on, on the BYU defense at 6'5 and 240. I mean, he looks like one of their defensive linemen. Uh, <laughs> so, it's like, all right, well, then you got to, uh, you know, that. I mean, that doesn't win the football game or lose the game. I'm not saying that. Just uh, No. He's, he's going to be an imposing-looking yes, guy. I totally agree with that. That um, can, I think, you know, bring some swagger to the Texas huddle. But, again, you said it all week long. I heard you say it again yesterday with us out at uh, Backspin. We don't know. We don't have any idea. We're excited to see it. We got, by the end of the third, first quarter, we could all be going, oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. You know, you're just like, uh, let's see. So, uh, But, yes, and then there's the Arch Manning. Will he play situation? Sark said yesterday he's not, and you will hear it behind the Bernard's curtain. He's not uh, He's not sure, hadn't made up his mind. Really, it's how the game dictates yeah. uh, how that's going to play out. Also coming up, Rod, The uh, every day the Michigan scandal gets even worse. Uh, now yeah. the FBI is involved, yeah, and is every turn of this story – Looks worse and worse for Jim Harbaugh. So we we'll get you details on that coming up uh, Thursday night football last night. B- Bills look good. They built a 24-10 lead. Look like they're going to blow that thing out. And then as we warned you yesterday, out its backspin rod, backdoor cover. Backdoor cover. Mm, Late touchdown for the yep. Bucks. You did say it. You tried to warn them. Yeah, nine and a half. Uh, even, even though Bell, Buffalo never I – mean, you know, Baker and the mm-hmm. and the Bucks had a hail mary at the end to try to try to win that, but it never felt like the Bills were going to lose it. They built twenty twenty four to ten lead. Looked like they're going to go score again, go up thirty one to ten. But uh, I think that's the best I've seen the Bills' offense look in rhythm, uh, and really they was, ran the ball a little bit better. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, James Cook, and we told you Buccaneers' defense. That's their weak link is their run defense. But even I mean, Josh Allen was getting the ball out of his hand two point three seconds. And, you know, apparently Stephon Diggs gave like a passionate pregame speech and, you know, it was all about team. And what do you know? I mean, there's been some talk. Remember when when Stephon Diggs came to camp late and maybe, he, you know, mm-hmm. being a diva. Uh, but last night he wasn't the leading receiver. Gabe Davis was the go-to guy. Dalton Kincaid, the rookie tight end out of so Utah, yeah. showed up and scored his first touchdown of his career. And it really was like Josh Allen was very comfortable just running that RPO game and spreading the ball around, just spreading the ball around the different receivers. And uh, they looked pretty sharp offensively. They did. And Josh Allen showed why he's one of when he's when he's on he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. They win that game twenty four to eighteen, but it seemed like it was more than that for whatever reason.
2: Yeah, I mean, but the Bucks tied it up early. What was it ten 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 ten? They tied yeah, it 10-10. up ten ten, and, and it happened it quick. Interesting.
0: Yeah, it did. And that was on a yeah. uh, on a tip drill interception. The yeah. uh, the Bucks kid, kid, kid hit like a fifty five yard field goal, and then on the next drive, Josh Allen, you know, got blitzed and the ball got tipped up in the air, intercepted, and Baker. Yeah. That was in the end a zone. great
2: throw by Baker, though.
0: That was man, that, that was an amazing throw because he, he had
2: to double clutch it because he saw the defender right underneath it and then had to yeah. readjust the angle of it. That was that's under that was an underrated throw. That throw was on the money. Man, it was, it really was.
0: It was. But uh,
2: Baker's, yeah, I mean, Baker's in a good spot. I don't know if the Bucks are going to do long term. I mean, he's a, he's their stopgap quarterback right now, but um, it looks like I don't know right now they're in a weird position because they're competitive enough. Right now, but they to you know to get a quarterback of the future, you got to be, you got to be bad. I you think he's, get, I think you know as much as we like they,
0: Baker, I think he's a he's a bridge quarterback yeah, to the next QB. Yeah, uh, and he's at to that point of his career. I mean, I guess it, he could change that opinion. Don't, their, their whole roster needs an overhaul now, yeah. <laughs> as they won their Super Bowl with Tom Brady. Remember that was a roster that was kind of you know looking for a quarterback to win. They invested heavily in it, and then Tom Brady showed up and they won it. And they won. And Tom brought you know Gronk and some other some other buddies with him. And they won a Super Bowl. But now they're, they're sliding back the other direction, I think you think. And that's why you wonder if the Bucs are a team at the trade deadline now that they're under five hundred, might be looking to move some people. I think there would be interest in a guy like Mike Evans. I think there would be interest in a, in a hey, Chris Godwin.
2: The Kansas City Chiefs need to reach out and get Mike Evans. Oh, that would be a game changer. The Kansas City Chiefs need to do it. What a know. game changer that would be. They need to do it. They, they got one of the worst wide receiving cores in the league. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean and they still win it. We're one of the worst wide receiver cores in the league, and everybody knows who they're throwing to. Everybody in the Can stadium. Mike Evans with Travis Taylor Kelsey and yeah. all those little
0: dudes? That's what I'm saying. Like, That'd be scary. How,
2: think about what they're doing with everybody knows, okay, they don't, definitely throwing to Travis Kelsey. He's going to get 10 to 12 targets, and I just got to figure out how to stop Especially him. if Taylor's there. <laughs>
0: exactly. going fall out. <laughs> you know what
2: I mean? And he's, I mean, so I, I think that they got to make a move. I'd be shocked if they didn't make another move. They already made one. They got Tuesday the, is the Nico deadline. Hardiman. But, man, if they get Mike Evans. That's that's the game changer. But
0: here's the problem for Tampa Bay: they're three and four, equal with New Orleans, but I know. they're only right behind Atlanta, See, who's four and three. I'm saying they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're four they're, and three. They're,
2: they're middle. They're, you don't want to be where they are right Purgatory, now. Purgatory, man. They're in the middle class of the NFL, and that's a bad place to be. you either be really good that way you can compete for championships, or be really bad and be like, all right, we're gonna get that really good draft pick. And right now. They're just middle class. Kind of like yeah, Ari- that's why
0: Arizona got rid of Colts like Baker. Maybe, yeah, we're going to win some games, we shouldn't be winning. We've <laughs> yeah. got a too confident of a quarterback. That's <laughs> yes, exactly right. So and now, and By the way, now Arizona's 1-6, and, and that mm-hmm. one win is over yeah, Cowboys. The Cowboys. <laughs> See, it was a, that was a brilliant
2: strategy. Yeah, get rid of Colts. Colts way too good. We, gotta, we don't just tank. Dobbs. We'll let him go. Commit to the bit. All right? Yeah. Commit to the tank. If you're going to tank, commit to it. So, you're right. Maybe the – the Bucs will be sellers now. And, it, you know, you're already hearing about, you know, a lot of teams, the, the Broncos, the sellers. And you'll hear, hear, hear that more and more as we get to the midway points, especially after the trade, after the trade deadline. I mean, even before, you should be – teams should be doing it. But I think teams will start not actively tanking, but uh, they'll, they'll already be in full tank mode.
0: Yeah. They, and then I think there <laughs> are some – I mean, Carolina, you know, they've already oh, tanked once. But then what's the point?
2: You don't even have your,
0: your yeah. first round pick. Well, they didn't the take last game. year. They were the ninth pick, but they traded with the Bears to get the He's, Bryce Young pick. They he, need pieces.
2: The Bryce Young thing has to work out for the Carolina Panthers because think about this. You essentially decided you were going to trade in next year's draft of quarterbacks, too. So, even if Bryce Young does work out, of course you're going to miss out on that year's pick because, oh, you should have got C. And here J. comes C. this and historically and then, good
0: yes. quarterback class. And then
2: you traded away that first round pick when you could have been like, you know what, let's pull an Arizona and let's go back-to-back quarterbacks in the first round. You can do it. It's, it's extreme, but you can do it. They can't even do that.
0: Yeah. they Bryce it Because now they don't have that pick. That Bryce- belongs to the Bears, yeah. which is why the Bears, when they uh, fire Matt Eberflus when the season is over. <laughs> when? You said yeah. when? It's, happening? Oh, yeah. it's inevitable? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, look, I mean, that's going to be a coveted job. I mean, um, you, know, hey. the, you know, the name Jim Harbaugh already being bantied about because, of course, he played many a year uh, in – in Chicago as a professional quarterback,
2: man, you don't have to worry about sign stealing in the NFL, Jim. <laughs> no, they have to you don't worry about that. They I got the headset communication. You're good,
0: Rod. Did you see the very latest on that yesterday? This is this one crazy, takes man. it to a different level. It is now you're talking about
2: legality We're and the it,
0: FBI yeah. is involved. Yeah. So we've told you all week, and you know, still a lot of you on the text line, and we appreciate all of your comments. By the way, at four four seven three seven seven six, saying it's not a big deal, sign stealing. This is this is. Uh, and if this part is true, and it, there's a lot of uh, circumstantial evidence that would indicate that it is, if this guy uh, Connor Stallions, uh, essentially they brought this is a two-year sign stealing sign stealing scheme, according to all the reporting now. And um, you know the Washington Post had the story from the There's been investigations already done on this, uh, and they've got so many so many travel records and tickets bought and games attended, and yeah. so the latest Rod is that. This guy was scouting potential teams that, that were going to be in the Final Four, or could block Michigan's entry into the Final Four. Oh yeah, and then and so consider this as as really strong circumstantial evidence that he scouted a Tennessee he scouted Tennessee games and Clemson game mm-hmm. last year. I went to the games, did his deal, what allegedly stealing the signs, decoding them, being able to record them, then to be able to go watch closely, decode them, and provide them to the Michigan coaches on game day. Yep. Well, now the, this allegation suggests that he went to Tennessee and Clemson games in order to do the same thing, and then he provided those signs to South Carolina, mm. who was an average team last year, but all of a sudden at the end of the year up and beat Tennessee and beat Clemson yeah. and had their by far best offensive performances of the year. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yes. <laughs> well, look, well, because we were talking about those were teams you could face in the Final Four for Michigan, but those were also at that time teams that could keep you out, yeah. right? Only four trying teams to, get in. Trying to
2: derail other people's cl- playoff yeah. hopes. Yes. That, that could, that could threaten your them playoff out of the hopes. Way. Yeah, no, that's some sinister stuff, man. You're well, trying, uh, that's some sinister well, some stuff. Well, think about
0: it. They were, in, they were a 6-5 and five football team going into the last two weeks of the season, and they beat Tennessee 63-38. to 38. Then yeah. they beat Clemson 31-30. Oh, yeah. Uh, those were number five and number seven in the country mm-hmm. at the time last year. I mean, that was a – I mean, they had lost – the week before they beat Tennessee, who was fifth-ranked in the country, they had lost to Florida 38-6. to six. Yeah. No, it's, it's <laughs> great. No, it, like I said, you're right. The circumstance level is strong. It's strong. In Tennessee, now, they had lost Henson Hooker by then, but they mm-hmm. are still a top-five team. they would beaten Alabama. They were the team that was knocking on the door – and next thing you know they this I remember we talked about what the hell happened to South Carolina. This team came out of nowhere, Shane Beamer is moving, man. And next thing you know, they win they beat back-to-back top 10 teams, look better than they have all year, and now the allegation is, "Oh, well this guy provided signs to their to their coaches yeah. to use to decode what was going to happen." All of a sudden, um, you know, Spencer Rattler looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the country because uh, the defenses are they're, they're able to understand, you know, you, you can connect the able dots on that. decipher there. the defense. And yes. once, you,
2: once you have an idea of what they're doing, then you have the, the solution.
0: And it, and it goes back to what you said earlier this week, that if you go back to when this began is when the turn for Michigan began. It did. It did. It where started. Jim Harbaugh's about to get fired and he's Takes taking a cut. cut. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, oh, man, he's beating everybody. Like, flipped it on Ohio State, flipped it on the Big Ten. Michigan could win the whole thing this year.
2: Also, strong circumstantial evidence, and uh, the, the other story is hey, this is why you're right. The your FBI idea, is
0: now involved, Ron.
2: I know, and that that is now you got people on the record. Now you'll the get. Soldiers Vegas starts reacting. You'll, now you'll get subpoena power. Yeah, uh, that's that's what the NCAA does not have. You get subpoena power, people are like, all right, you know what? I'm not messing with the with the Fed. I'm not messing. I'm a with, football coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go. I'll give you want. I'm not messing with that. I don't care about this science and this stuff. So that could be some trouble. And and your your point about. The the conference needing to get out ahead of this, yep. Because every day there is just the plethora of stories and reports about what's going on, and it's all more sinister <laughs> than the last report. And it all kind of leads to a system, them having a systematic Whoa. operation. And here's a, another one from Ross Dellinger that came out late yesterday, and he claims that he talked to some TCU coaches. This goes back to my Mac Brown theory that Mac Brown once told me, oh, all the coaches know who's cheating. Yes. They all know. They don't have, they don't have evidence of it, but they've all been told by other coaches and other players that, oh, this is a going to happen. A small all fraternity happened. of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, it says here, um, that, and this is about TCU, said, uh, he talked to a TCU coach that said, quote, literally everybody we talked to knew about the sign-stealing scandal. He said, they'd say, just so you know, they steal your signs and they're going to have everything so you better change them that one coach told the staff that Michigan has, quote, has the most elaborate uh, (laughs) signal-stealing operation in the history of the world.
0: (laughs) Well, and I think – I love that quote. History of the world. That's a great quote. Well, and then Sonny Dykes in that same article said, you know, according to the sources, that that because they knew and they had a month to prepare for that game in the semifinals against Michigan, they had dummy calls. I mean, they were using – they wanted to fool them. Uh, They were using all –
2: Which is weird because, honestly, and Sark said this too – they, everybody has dummy calls. There's, right. a, there's a, literally a misinformer on the field. Remember we talked to Coach Sanders about it.
0: Yeah, Drew Sanders. He said, he said, he said, he said we, got like,
2: we got like two or three guys out there, and then we pick down to down, all right, you're the real guy this time, but the other two guys are just fake. They're out there just freestyling. Yeah, they're just making up well, stuff. can I play you something? You know what I mean? So I, that happens all the time. That's not like some new, uh, you know, a- adaptation or something like that. Well, it really is. It's not some new countermeasure. That happens literally game to game in almost every college football game across the country. Hell, Drew Sanders happens in high school to prevent signal stealing.
0: Okay. Uh, can I play you something? Ty uh, Henderson, back at the studio, can you go to the Twitter machine there, the X machine, and I sent you a piece of audio from James Franklin, the head coach at Penn State. Now, look, most coaches have gone on the record saying, yeah, it happens, but, you know, you still got to win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now we got this South Carolina evidence, or at least – circumstantial evidence that appears that, holy cow, this absolute – I mean, if you know someone signs, especially on the defensive I listen to James Franklin here uh, talking about he won't – you hear him, you he won't allude to the, the actual name Michigan, but he makes it pretty clear uh, that that now after – in hindsight when you're reading these things, you're like, wait a second. Uh, here's James Franklin, head coach at Penn State.
1: Probably won't, won't get into, you know, what's going on at that other school and, and, and the things that are going on. I probably won't get into that. But what happens is – you get to after games and you feel like you called a very unpredictable call, call in a circ situation and they're in the perfect defense for it. And you're sitting there saying, well, how's that? What, what would ever make you play cover two on fourth and one and we're in a heavy personnel group? But they're in it and you got a shot called there. You know, those things kind of make you kind of second-guess, and you kind of go back and look at those things and what you need to do to disguise it. And and um, if it happens once, that's one thing, but if it happens over and over, then then you're aware of it. But obviously with some of the things that are going on right now, it it magnifies it.
0: All right, yeah, you're on a fourth and short, and you're going to go go down the field, and all of a sudden they're playing cover too. Well, that yeah. doesn't make sense. We're our heavy. We're looking to run. We're a power team and now all of a sudden they're into cover two. They got us caught. Uh, they, they knew what was coming, essentially. Oh, what? But maybe they did not know what was coming.
2: Yeah. No, it's – I mean, their defense, there's no doubt, it's, it's stout. I mean, they, they've, allowed, they've scored more touchdowns on defense this year than they've allowed and haven't faced a, uh, a down inside the 10-yard line. Not all year. Haven't faced a first and goal inside the 10-yard line. So, they are a dominant defense, and – that might be a reason for it. That's what? a story to watch. If the
0: FBI is now in Vegas, is moving lines, or maybe considering taking Michigan off the board all altogether. This <laughs> thing has a lot of meat to it, uh, and there's also the fact that you know, I still believe the Big Ten. Uh, Michigan can't play another game until there's w- wireless headset communication. I know they can't, but man, uh, this team is number two in the country, might be the best team in the country, and this continues to build. I mean, it's it's like you know, back with Major League Baseball, Rod, and the sign stealing. If the trash can thing was found out during the year, yeah. You can't let them keep doing it. I mean, you got to put a stop to it. Um, you, you, you've got to do something if you're the Big Ten because you got you got the biggest games of their year coming up with Michigan and Penn State. Yep. Um, your thoughts? Specs text or the text line four four seven three seven seven six. Rod will take us behind the burn orange curtain. We'll hear more from Steve Sarkeesian from his Thursday Zoom call yesterday. You heard him. Malik Murphy will start. Had his best practices a Longhorn yesterday. Arch Manning, Sark, not sure. They're going to try to force him onto the field or make sure he gets some playing time in this game. Also, before the end of the hour, we'll preview Game 1 of the World Series. We've got the What the Facts. Nathan Ivaldi, the Ranger starter tonight, looking to make history, etch himself into the history book and the all-time uh, Major League Baseball mark. We'll get you details on that in What the Facts. It's a uh, great Friday, a football Friday. Uh, hook him up with Ian Roddy.
2: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it?
0: Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook come
2: Up, 1019-AM-1260, The Horn. All
0: right, it is a Friday edition. If you're out and about, the uh, rain showers are out there, not nearly what they were yesterday, just gully washers yesterday. It's fun driving all over the place, Rod, and gully washers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> People drive so good anyway, and then uh,
2: yeah, I got some uh, friends in the collision repair business. Me too. And every time it rains, it's just I mean, they just they just they're, they're jam packed like right. the day of and like for the next few weeks because there's so many people <laughs> end up with wrecks yeah. when it rains, and they expect it to. They already know like oh, it's like, raining. Hailstorm yeah. and
0: rains. <laughs> yeah Me too My my son is in the collision Repair yeah, business Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's you know Busy working I love uh, Austin But
2: Austinites can't drive in the rain No We can't drive in bad weather Pretty much and I said, Well
0: yesterday It was like really coming down so It was those really bad Two on hand You know Ten and two And uh, slow it down on. Yeah cause you can't see much yeah. And you know Standing water All that fun stuff but, uh, you know, we need the rain, though. So, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Bad. you still got to do your things. Well, we
2: just don't get it. What, what, we, what I would like in weather is moderation, and we don't get moderation anymore. We get, <laughs> is it is it really hot or it's really cold or it's pouring down, catching us. We just don't get, like, moderate weather. It's a little it bit of rain like, here, right? a little bit. And no, we have more just...
0: video. People can record everything. I saw some video from Acapulco oh, no. yesterday. See this hurricane that hit Acapulco? Yeah. It was like a tropical storm, and then all of a sudden it's a Category 5, and it, like, destroyed it's, every hotel in the, in, the, yeah. in the resort town. switches quick on you, man. Like,
2: what? <laughs> it switches
0: fast on you these I days. Mean, I mean, we know what happened in Hawaii this summer oh, and, and devastated. devastation. was like, what is it's, going on here? Yeah. Okay, so uh, Rod is here. We're going to go behind the burnt orange curtain. we got Texas football. We're talking about this uh, Michigan. We can officially call it a scandal now. The FBI has gotten involved, and as we said, mm-hmm. we said this is Monday or Tuesday. There's so much information coming so quickly. The narrative
2: um, is forming, and there's no other side.
0: Yeah, Michigan. Michigan's
2: not even putting up even another side to the argument. There's no. They haven't even made a statement, have they?
0: I don't. Not that I've heard. No. Uh, nothing
2: like nothing from the, the the university, the athletic department, or Jim Harbaugh.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, and we'll see. And I, I I've been dammit. I've been, been uh, adamant the Big Ten needs to do something. I agree with you on that, man. Because uh, they got conference games this weekend. <laughs> I mean, they got games. Well, you think they'll
2: be asked about. It. Everybody's gonna be asked about it in their post games now.
0: Yeah. And uh, guess what? Guess who Texas plays next September? Michigan. Come on. Texas now. plays in Ann Arbor next next uh, September. Um, yeah. No, that'll be fun. All right. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I don't know why the big.
2: Somebody needs to say something. But yeah. the, the, Their their silence is damning right now. Can we admit that? Yeah. The silence seems to be well, damning. I think
0: Tony Petiti, the, uh, the, the new commissioner there, has to be really aggressive right now. Uh, take control of this story somehow. Say we're gonna we're gonna enact some changes right now, real time. Uh, we, you know, because if you if you're already, can, you know, moving towards the idea that all the games this year and even last year, maybe the year before, could be tainted, you don't want the games moving forward to be tainted. If you know about it, if it's out there, you yeah. can't let it keep going. Yeah. And and any information that's been gleaned and researched and, and uncovered can't be used in these games. Uh, you got to find a way to make sure that because even on the idea that maybe it is true and maybe it is absolutely everything that's being reported is true. I think that's how the that Big Ten has to move forward. Like, okay. We have to ex- almost worst be- case scenario. Let's we have go. To expect that Michigan yeah. knows the signs of the team they're playing yeah. Saturday. Yeah. We can't let that happen. Uh, we are the conference. We know this. There's a sportsmanship clause in our in our in our you know, we didn't know about it. In well now bylaws. we do. Yeah. In our bylaws, we we have to take action. I'm with you, man. We're games tomorrow.
2: I, I don't, I'm with you. I don't know what's going on and maybe they're investigating right now and they're just trying to gather as much information. But while you're investigating and gathering information, the media reports are ahead of you. Well, They've already gathered information. Well, the other coaches that, that, have been
0: waiting to tell their story. Yes. They can't wait to talk so to you gotta get ahead Roth of Ross Dellinger. Thing.
2: And I'm with you. I think your idea is probably the best one I've heard about just hey man, let's enact the headset communication right now, at least our integrity as a conference. All right. We save the integrity of our conference. What Michigan's doing, hey, that's a separate issue altogether we can handle, but at least we can take care of the you know the credibility. Of the conference, right, and, and yeah. as I said
0: yesterday, protect Michigan or at least because if they continue to be dominant with the headsets and not the signs, I don't know what you. Then it t- helps, yeah. but if they regress, that's going to look bad. So the tainted uh, title.
2: If they go all the way, that's right. That's you got. Hey, we, as Astros fans, we know all about the tainted title,
0: right? And I'll say Michigan you know, doesn't play this weekend, but Ohio State plays Wisconsin in the Big Ten. There's a Indiana, Michigan's Penn off. State. Michigan is off this. It's week. a
2: perfect weekend to be off. Yeah,
0: it is. <laughs> they could have timed that out. Now they better. have some time. <laughs> they need some time to get their story together. So this is their bye week. All right, let's go behind the Burn orange curtain. Longhorns had their bye week a couple weeks ago. They came out and survived a win at Houston. Now back-to-back home games starting tomorrow with the BYU Cougars. Let's hit it. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain?
2: All right. Steve Sarkeesian. Sure, he's excited. There's a lot of um, man familiarity, Is right? the best way to put it between the staffs uh, and between these two programs, just because Sark play it at BYU and he knows the coaches really well, coached with the, a lot of the coaches over there uh, on the BYU staff um, and he's very familiar with the, uh, the obviously the, the program itself. I don't know if he like still as a coach still keeps up with the program um, but obviously yes, he has deep ties with BYU. So um, he was asked about that and we'll get to that audio but it's an emotional week for Sark, especially since the starting quarterback also went down. So uh, he's got to deal with getting uh, a, a new quarterback ready to play in Malik Murphy who he did announce will start and also getting arch manning ready to play um let's hear from steve sarkeesian though about the quarterback specifically um he was asked about the starting quarterbacks and his confidence and their confidence here's uh steve sarkeesian talking about the uh the new quarterback situation now that quinn Ewers is going to miss this game
3: i would say today was malik's best practice since he's been here and uh, that's a good that's a good thing for us that as the week's gone on his game has elevated uh, his understanding of the game plan has elevated um, his comfort level uh, managing all the things we do with the line of scrimmage um, has elevated, and I think his confidence has elevated because of it and and he had a really good practice
2: today um, all right, so there you go, Malik had his best practice, and that 's probably because he's working with the first team guys right, I think a lot of that is I was talking to uh, uh Jeremy Hills about this and You know, he was talking about when you do have a backup quarterback that has to play, which he experienced because uh, he was on that team where David Ash goes down. And then he had the Case McCoy. They had to rally around Case McCoy. And and they did, and he talked about how you kind of, as a team, everybody understands they have to uplift their level of play, all right? Execution needs to be a little bit cleaner. Everything uh, needs to be a little bit more precise. All the effort, No, there could be no lazy plays or lazy reps or lazy steps in technique that everybody's got to be on their A game just to kind of make up for whatever may be lost since your starting quarterback's not there and to also make sure that the quarterback that's in there, that they are as confident as possible and that there is for, around them all right, enough support to make sure that they play their best game and are at their, they are, are their best version of themselves. So I think that's what you're getting right now is why Sark said, man, Malik had his best practice of the season. E is because I think mean, the guys are rallying now. This is what you do. when I, I played on teams where uh, backup quarterbacks played another quarterbacks played. You just rally behind the guy that is anointed with that role. I mean, you don't really have control over that. You may have an opinion about it. You're human, um, but you don't really have especially when there's an injury. You don't have control over that. You just rally behind the guy that has been in practice, um, putting in the work, Cultivating, you know, those been playing those seeds of of, of confidence with the, the defense. Remember I talked about the backup quarterback, he plays against the first team defense more than the starting quarterback does. Sure. The backup and the third string. So those guys, like the backups for the 49ers, dude, Brock Purdy had that dog in him because he had shown up in practice. The Longhorn uh, defense, they know that, you know, Malik he got that dog in him because they've seen it in practice.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, it's a first world problem, but if if you you know, Malik goes out and looks great. You know how this is going to go. Uh, the, there are going to be people saying he's better than Quinn. That's going to lead to the Arch Manning conversation. I mean, it's it's the uh, it's the, the first world problem you get when you recruit really high level quarterbacks like Sark does. It's a good problem to have, and that's the, all Sark cares about right now, and all Texas fans care about is winning the game. Uh, they'll worry about the quarterback situation when they have time to worry about that. Right now, it's five games to the finish line. It's a you know the marathon is becoming uh, you know in the final quarter of the race now. Uh, it's time to get going. It's time to shore up these issues in the back end of the secondary and uh, coach around those if you have to. It's time to time to go win games and uh, put yourself in a, you know achieve the goals that your team had set for itself, which is winning a Big Twelve championship.
2: If the league comes out and it's gangbusters and looks fantastic, it actually I don't think it'll put that much pressure on the quarterback situation this year because I think Quinn is starting. Oh sure, to yeah, start a, the big picture, it'll be next year with with uh, Malik and, and Arch Manning and whether Malik should already be be named as the starter even without necessarily the competition. And even with the competition, people will have seen more of Malik. So that's probably what would affect. But I agree with you.
0: That's
2: probably what we'd like to have. Well, this, we this, this, this
0: situation changes because my working plan is that Quinn Yours is going to have a real good year and he was on his way to that and then he's going to go off to the NFL draft. And that's going to be – then it's down to Arch and, and – And Malik, uh, with another young guy coming in, and the rest of that quarterback room. But this injury to Quinn, depending on how long it lasts, Rod. Look, Quinn's got the now the name the the tag of injury knock. I mean, he He was last time he stayed played a full season healthy was his sophomore year of high school. Uh, You know, that's he can't do anything about that. That, but that's your record, right? Your your record's your record. He was hurt as a junior in high school. He didn't play as a senior in high school. He went to Ohio State. He got hurt last year for five games. Now he's hurt this year. It's just in you know. Um, whether that's fair or not, that's just going to be something. Does, does that minimize or hurt his impact in, in April's draft if he wants to go there? Or does he still think, feel like he needs more reps to play? I don't know. That, that whole thing, but you're right. That is for the offseason. That's why I say right now is about the sprint to the finish line for Texas and, and worry about that stuff later.
2: Yeah. Um, no, it's interesting conversation. I right. know
0: our audience will be talking about it. Yes, no <laughs> doubt. And, uh,
2: all right, so Sark was also asked um, about the offense with Malik, if he was going to stay aggressive, how is the offense going to look with Malik. Here is uh, Steve Sarkisian.
3: Um, you know i I try to recruit players to come here that that fit our system. and i I, I think for us, you know systematically, I want to run our plays and and our schemes of exactly who we are. And if I didn't think those players were capable of of doing that at at any position, most notably quarterback, then they might not be the right fit for for what we do, and so I think both Malik and Arch are great fits for for us schematically. Um, again, everybody has their own strengths and and weaknesses, and then our job is to try to play to their strengths. So we're going to run our stuff, um, and again, you know, but but tailor some things to what Malik does well um but again we, we we've got a firm belief in in who we are and what we do and why we do and I think that's why sometimes in training camp and different things we may have tough days at quarterback um but that's because we put a lot on them and there's a lot of moving parts to to what we do but I have to do that in practice and in training camp and in spring ball so that they can get experience doing what I know we're going to want to do on game day
2: yeah, uh, that's Sark saying, hey, we're going to do what we do. We'll see how de- the offense will look different. I don't know how different. It'll look a little different. It has to um, because it, you, they're two different skill sets at a quarterback. All right, here's the question that everybody wants answered Will Arch play? Sark was asked about it, of course. Here's Steve Sarkisian's answer.
3: Like I said, Malik's going to start the game and, and, and go play in this game. Uh, I haven't made a, a, a decision if, if I'm going to get Arch in there just to get him in there and or not. Um, but we, we have, we have discussed that some, um, because I do think there's some valuable experience for him in that, but I have to make sure that that's in the best interest of the team. Right. And I have to make sure that, um, the, the team comes first in everything that we do. Um, but I do, I do see the value in something like that. I just, I just, I'm not ready to make that, make that
2: call yet. Actually, this is a perfect answer. It's like, yeah, I want to get him in there, but I have no idea his game's going to look. Yeah, I can make that prediction. Yeah. <laughs> There's no uh, way you can
0: Yeah, it would be unfair to the team to to do otherwise. we got to win this game. We've yeah, got to put our uh, foot best foot forward to win this football game. And if the, the opportunity presents itself, uh, we'll try to get Arch in there. And I'd like to. I see the value in it, but at the same time, can't force it. Yeah, you, you can't, can't, can't force it. it. Exactly.
2: Um, and to that point, um if, like I said, we don't even know what Malik is going to look like. We all think he's going to be great. We're all optimistic and excited about it. You know, but Malik could be nervous and go in there and ha- make some bad decisions and have a bit of a, a you know, a meltdown early, who knows. Um, he Sark was asked how long is the leash for Malik Murphy as the starting quarterback. Uh, here is Steve Sarkisian.
3: Well, I mean, naturally, um, yeah. you know, in the perfect world, he finds rhythm, stays hot, and plays a great four quarters, and, and that's and that, the way the game goes. But the reality of it is most football games don't go that way. Uh, quarterbacks, you know, I, I've yet to find a quarterback that's gone 30 for 30 and then 100% and everything's perfect and ha- makes every perfect read. And so, um, what I try to gauge is, you know, is he seeing what he's supposed to be seeing? Uh, are his eyes where they're supposed to be? Um, can he get fooled on coverages? Of course he can. Can he get fooled on RPOs? Of course he can. Um, but as long as, you know, he can tell me what he saw and why. Uh, that then i'm okay right and if he does get a little bit out of rhythm all right how do i do a good job of trying to get him back into rhythm right and so that could be utilizing the run game that could be using utilizing some advantage throws that could be moving the pocket Um, there's a variety of things that we can do there uh, to try to get him back into rhythm if he does get out of it um but inevitably i don't i don't expect malik to go out saturday and just play perfect. Uh, that, that wouldn't be realistic. Um, but our, you know, what we try to do is put him in the best position to have success. Um, and then, and then navigate our way through the, the even flow of, of a football game, which, which is how every game goes.
2: There you go. So you expect growing pains. There, there will be growing pains. I think Longland fans expect that. I think they also just want to see the upside and the flashes of brilliance, uh, from Malik. And if you get both of those, That's fair. That's a young quarterback. A young quarterback... Doesn't have really a baseline of consistency. And they show you uh, the upside, that they, what they're capable of, but they also show you some of the downside, think, of just think, being a young quarterback.
0: Think Quinn last year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you got, ooh, you what have those,
2: it? ah, all those, the wow moments, and you have those, what the yeah, moments. Yeah, the ooh and the what the. <laughs> it's, like, it's like raising a teenager. It's like, oh, that's wow, you could accomplish that. And he's like, what, why, were you, why yeah. would you do that?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well said. All right, we come back. We will hit the what the facts segment, including the history Nathan Nivaldi will try to make tonight in game one of the World Series. And it's official, Rod. Billboard Magazine has uh, listed its 500 best all-time pop songs. And they Ooh. have a winner. They have a number one. The number
2: one pop song
0: number of all pop time? Pop of all time. Of all time? Of all time. Oh, I want to hear this. We'll have it. Coming back. Again, we've been looking for backups as a result of this reported crash. Northbound of Toll 130 near FM 969 on the east side. And we're not seeing many delays at all through there. So the news is good. Uh, We are also dealing with one uh, crash reported. This is a major one too, but it's on Kramer Lane just off to the East Domain Drive. Uh, So uh, some backups are certainly possible there. For the most part, we are into this kind of lighter than normal Friday thing going on as those delays in Hayes County have yet to commence. Uh, But coming up from William Cannon to Stasty, it is slow on I-35 northbound. Southbound from uh, south of 183 to the Dex is also building. I'm Don Miller. That's traffic. Viking Fence is the premier fence company, there you go, in Austin, Texas, and beyond. And listen, Viking Fence, uh, this is today. I've got to pick my Viking Fence defensive player of the game, so I'm going to do that next hour. Uh, but you can still send me in your, your predictions, who you think is going to be the best defensive player on the field for the Longhorns tomorrow against the BYU Cougars. Uh, we'll honor that on Monday, but we always make a pre-prediction on Friday ahead of the game. That's how we'll do it coming up. But Viking Fence is the premier fence company, and great partners of ours, certainly always partners with the Longhorns and everything going on over at the 40 Acres, uh, you know, Longhorn Athletics uses vi- has used, used Viking many, many times. Actually, the gate and the, uh, the fence that's, that keeps Bevo penned up during the game at DKR is a Viking fence. You should know that. Uh, that's how they operate. Any the, uh, fence project, something like that, that's kind of a minor, you know, not a huge project. They do that and do it at a high level. Major projects, massive ones for your commercial situation around your business. Uh, your home, whatever it might be, and it's every division. That's just what they've done for 50 years is invest in building you the highest quality and best fence no matter what your need is. No matter what your. That's why I say always go to the Idea Gallery and just look at the different divisions and the, the ideas you can get of uh, uh, the designs and the, uh, the styles and uh, this, the unique looks that you can have with your fence. It doesn't have to just be your normal standard uh, fence. It can look amazing, become an accent piece to your home or business, beautify your home or business. Just go to vikingfence.com, and then you'll learn about their own on-site cedar mill and how they control the raw materials all the way through. Uh, that's their goal. They want to not outsource I- any of it, uh, do the project front to back so you know it's the best and the quality is there. Uh, that means they, then they put the longest warranty of any fence in the industry on it uh, to guarantee it. It's Viking Fence, 837 6411. Find them online at vikingfence.com. That's vikingfence.com. And just know when you think fence in the ATX and beyond, always think Viking. Aaron Hogan, Rod Beavers. Hook them up. 1019 AM 1260. The horn. All right, there you go, Rod Babers. What the facts, according to Billboard, celebrating their 65th year of the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Yeah. That is the number one you know pop song of all time. Whitney I Houston's. Thought,
2: I thought I'd be critical of this, but honestly, I think you might be right.
0: I want to dance with somebody it's, who loves It's me. a damn good one. It got me going. Yeah, I saw you shaking over there. Yeah,
2: man. It's. I mean, really, it's It's not. Yeah. I, actually. hard to argue with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm Whitney. To, is there one better? What's number two? They Dancing to...
0: Queen, Abba. Oh,
2: okay. That's
0: good. Uh, my Girl, The Temptations. Uh, pretty strong. That is strong. I Want It That Way, The Backstreet Boys. Oh,
2: okay. Backstreet <laughs> Top 5. Uh, nice.
0: Since You've Been Gone, Kelly Clarkson. Oh, Since You've Been Gone. Uh, yeah, okay. from, from Burleson, Texas. Uh, like a Prayer, Madonna. Billy Jean, Michael Jackson. Oh. Call Me Baby, Carly Rae Jepsen. Wow. Makes the Top 10 somehow. Tupac feature, uh, featuring Tupac. Tupac. California Love.
2: Oh, they put that in the pop category.
0: Popular. Popular, yeah. yeah.
2: Okay, nice. Uh, I
0: want to hold your hand, the Beatles. So, Beatles behind Carly Rae Jepsen. Man. Okay. Tupac in the the top ten, huh? Kiss, Prince and the Revolution to 11. Hit Me Baby one more time. Britney Spears. Oh, that's that's (laughs) definitely
2: in there. You know when you can automatically, the chorus automatically hits you in the head? That's, That's pop. That's yeah, Bobby. they
0: spread it around from decades. Fleetwood Mac Dreams in the top 20. Beyonce with uh, Crazy and Love is in the top 20. Uh, TLC, no scrubs. No scrubs oh, in the no top scrubs. 20. no scrubs.
2: That is a classic. Uh,
0: also outcast with Hey Yeah. Hey Yeah. All right, so there you go. Now, I want to dance with somebody. It is a fact now, at least according to Billboard and their celebration of the 65 years of the like Billboard Hot 100. Yeah. Whitney Houston get you going. Maybe we'll play some of those throughout the morning. we got to get going, right? It's a football Friday, man. Yeah. No, it's I like It's been a rainy that. week. we got to get people pumped up. Cowboys and Texans are coming off the bye. Longhorns coming off a, a white knuckle survival game. Damn right. Trying hey. to pump this thing up. got the World Series tonight. In Arlington, let's hey, go. Shout let's out, go. Rangers
2: fans! I'm excited for y'all, man.
0: And, and I'll go. mention this, Rod. My first, my other let's fact go. of the day is uh, Nathan Evaldi tonight has a chance to do something no Major League Baseball player's ever done, uh, and that is when five games in one postseason, get five wins all as a starter. That's amazing. All as a starter, yeah. He's been well. He's been amazing uh, this year for them. Whether they were in the series with the uh, Rays or the Orioles, the Astros with two great starts. I mean, he is four and zero. In this postseason, with an ERA of like 2.7, ah. been dominating. If he wins tonight, he'll be 5-0. Uh, there's three other pitchers, including Randy Johnson, that have gotten five wins in a postseason, but they all did it with a sp- come out of the bullpen. They had at least okay. one trip out of the bullpen. Right. Zach, uh, St- Steven Strasburg uh, in the 2019 against the Astros got five victories in mm-hmm. one postseason run. Uh, but if, uh, if Valdi can do it tonight, he'd be the first ever to do it solely as a starting pitcher, not out of the bullpen.
2: Yeah, no, that's uh, it's pretty amazing. And uh, we'll get into some uh, – 7.03 tonight, by the way. 7.03. Yeah, you've got so much great sports action uh, happening all weekend. All right, um, we'll get back to the World Series discussion with the Rangers. How about this? Pro Football Focus had their uh, latest ranking of defensive tackles. Oh, I saw that.
0: Did you see this? Devondre Sweat, baby.
2: Number one rated defensive tackle in the country by Pro Football Focus. Um, what I loved about it is that uh, also Byron Murphy ended up making the top ten. Barry Murphy was number nine. <laughs> so Barry Murphy was number nine. Uh, Notre Dame was the only other school that had two uh, defensive tackles rated in the top ten. Um, so yeah, Andre Sweat so number one, 90.6 grade by Pro Football Focus. Now, a lot of people think he's working himself into a early round pick. He, and some even mocks may put him in the, the mid to late first round. Well,
0: Rod, you can't oh, coach him. Six down. three two four or three forty. That can move the way he move. moves. Uh, and he's playing it. I mean, that's an all-American right there. That's He's playing. Anybody's watched him this year. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of guys on the Texas defense not playing at an all-American level, especially in the back end right now. But no one's doubting that group up front. That's why if you're BYU, what do you I mean? You, you're kind of a run-based team.
2: You ain't running at that. You ain't running at that. You ain't running at that. <laughs> even Oklahoma knew. They was like, no, we ain't running at that.
0: No, no. We'll run around it. We'll do
2: some quarterback draws, and we'll do some yeah. other stuff. We ain't running at that. And A's didn't. UFAs was like, hell no, we ain't running at that. No, that's stupid.
0: No, <laughs> that's they only gained harder. forty that's yards. Fun. Yeah,
2: it's like, no, we're not running at that. So, you you're right about that. Nobody even wants to challenge that interior D line of Texas.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, all right, does look like Alfred Collins will play. By the way, that's a fact. That that's what yesterday. But Ethan Burke likely out. Uh, that's your best pass rusher right now, at least your hey, most consistently good pass rusher. More
2: Anthony Hill on the edge. I talked to Alex Okafor yesterday, too. He said, why don't we put Anthony Hill on the edge more, yeah. situationally? He should be your guy setting the edge, just like uh, Overshone did.
0: Put your best coverage, safeties, head. and coverage, and put Anthony Hill rushing the passer. Sounds
2: too simple, don't
0: it? Yeah, it does. We'll be back. <laughs> we'll take your thoughts on now. Just uh, one hour down of five on a football Friday. Give him the woo, Rod. Woo!